Welcome back listeners. I'd like to drop in this week and continue to expand on the yamas and niyamas of yoga. And what I'd like to reflect upon today is self-study, yamas, observances. Self-study is key to understanding yourself in the most intimate and deepest of ways. One cannot truly know without understanding. And in the understanding is an opportunity to soften into compassion. So getting curious about the reasoning, getting curious around the reactivity, observing and noticing yourself fully. So self-study is most certainly about seeing yourself beyond the veil of the illusion, being able to hold space for the witnessing aspect of yourself so that you also aren't denying or judging or shaming or blaming any parts of yourself that come up on the journey. So self-study really allows you to look beyond and into the mirrors of life to truly understand who am I? And that might even be something that you can ask yourself right now. Who am I? Some of you may know the answer right away. Some of you might be like, huh, I've never thought about that before. And all of it is okay. Who am I? Outside of the label and the job and the relationships that we have, but to the core of your beingness, who are you? Away from our judgments, away from the thoughts of who we think we are or the expectations that we cast upon ourselves. Who are you? That's where self-study, say yeah, yeah, has an opportunity to enrich the way that you perceive yourself and in return the world around you, within and around. It begins with self. It begins with the journey home to self and the willingness one has to know thyself. Because how we're in relationship with ourself most certainly will reflect in relationship to others. And when we can study ourselves, it takes out all the projections and the blame and the fear that we have experienced all the way up until this point. And if we never look at the situation, if we never get above the situation, how can we reenact that situation with a newfound light of awareness? So it is through studying yourself and knowing yourself, there's a witness that happens, a slowing down, a gentle nudging, an inner stirring of an inner knowing when we begin to come home to our true self. Because that is our only self, our true self, our authentic self. So when we study our behaviors, when we study our habits, it gives us a chance to create intimacy with the mirror of life. Self-study is key to being able to observe and transcend 
the illusions of the mind, to transcend the ego, to truly transform, we have to hold space for it, to nurture the process, to water ourselves along the journey, to bring a sense of compassion and lightheartedness to the process. Because as we begin to study ourselves, it's about unlearning everything that we've learned up to this point to truly learn who we are. And it's from that deep place of understanding of self, you can begin to offer it in relationships to others. So do we find ourselves getting stuck, beating ourselves up, trapped into illusions and criticism? of relating with ourself in a way that truly isn't in service to your heart's truth of who you are beyond the wounded aspects of your inner child beyond the assumptions and the fears of the ego seeing beyond the illusions to truly Refine your senses to purify the channels, all of the layers, all of the koshas, mind, body, emotions, and ultimately tying you back home to optimal spiritual health and well-being, your sovereign truth to study who you are, putting less of your power into who you think others want you to be or who you think that you need to be to please others and to aim to please yourself, to be the creator and the author of your happiness is to take full responsibility to study every aspect of your being, of why I react the way that I react. Why do I perceive the situation in this way? How can you lean deeper into trusting in the power of your truth and the authenticity that it brings to the world. All the answers that you seek are within you. Get curious, ask yourself, sit down with yourself and listen. Nobody else has the answer of what you value around your life, what it is that creates your sense of satisfaction and happiness, you hold the key to that template, that time and space. Nobody can give it to you. You cannot allow yourself to fully receive something without giving it to yourself first, which is why self-study is so important. The more that we bring it back to understanding ourselves, we come home to deeper layers of self-acceptance. And every time you lean into accepting yourself, you give yourself permission to extend that forward, to pay it forward, to offer it out into a relationship. And that is where it's so subtle. That inner knowing is a catalyst for change. Taking full responsibility for the role that you play. You've got to study to master the test. 
And if we came here to grow on a soul level to evolve, well, you are that test. And you didn't come here to retake the test over and over and over again. Eventually, at one point, we get our driver's license. We graduate from elementary, middle school, high school, college, and so on. We're never stuck. We're never always the same. It's our thoughts and our beliefs about how we perceive ourselves that play a role in the experience. And when you study that, you get in relationship with that, you can begin to understand the core wound of that root to the attachment. That's when transformation can happen. That's when you have an opportunity to reflect by bringing loving awareness to meeting every single part of yourself, seeing that you are the best project that you will ever work on. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you are always the only person who is always with you. So befriending yourself, learning your why, your reasonings, your method behind things, and finding that unique self-expression and holding space for all of it. Self-study is a gift, a gift that only you can give yourself in the present. It's beyond seeing through the lens of the past or in the fear or the worry of the future. And it's about embodying the wholeness that you are today. And as you observe from that higher plane, you can get above some of these areas that maybe have felt like an obstacle or a challenge and be able to choose and discern differently, lovingly, willingly, and openly. It's through your willingness to show up with integrity and discipline, to ask yourself the hard questions along the way, and then to bring it out and into the world, that's where you can master the test. Every time you find yourself in a place of reactivity, study it. Get embodied with it. Feel it to your core, to your bones, so that you can flush that out and through you. Giving yourself the space that you need to allow that emotion to fully work its course. Because every emotion has value and enriches our life in ways that our mind cannot yet grasp, but our heart, our heart can feel. We're so disassociated from listening to the heart to we allow the mind to dictate and boss us around. Study that. Where can you let the grip go, the resistance, the edge, and lean deeper into grace and compassion and trusting in the unfolding while being able to be with all of it, having a tolerance to sit with it. We're not always going to like everything that we're learning and studying, but at some point we at times get to experience what comes from doing the thing that is most in service to our alignment and highest good. It's about what we think about it that makes the difference between the joy of or the suckiness of. And it's like, what sucks about the process of growing? 
What's so hard about getting to know yourself? Where are you no longer willing to reject yourself? Because as you come home to acceptance time and time again, it's not about doing it 100% every time. It's about showing up at, showing up at your best with a sense of grace and lightheartedness that provides the ease to the unfolding of the journey as you work through your habits, your behaviors, and whatever comes up that you're curious to look within in order to experience something new. Everything is energy. Which means if we hold on and hold on and hold on to all this density, how will you ascend and transcend? Get honest. How you communicate to yourself, how you communicate to others. How you show up when it's hard, how you show up when it's easy. And how can you be in a neutral space for all of that? Because life has ebbs and flows. So study your rhythm. Study your cycle. Understand your pattern. Understand the imprint, the ripple effect, the cause and effect of your actions, thoughts, and beliefs. Because when you start to study that, things can start to flow a lot differently. There's more ease, more harmony when these components can move in the same direction together. And sometimes life's not like that. There may be patterns of self-sabotage or resistance or freezing or fighting or flighting or whatever the case may be. And if we can study those impulsive, reactive-like states, well, we can soothe ourselves in a new way. We can regulate and show up from a space of deep integrity. Integrity is important because you're the only person that can implement your boundaries, honor and acknowledge and show up in a way that is in service to your values. You are the ruler of your world. You are the creator of your experience. And sometimes when we're experiencing something we don't want to experience, it's easier to put the blame out on the distractions. Or the mirror right in front of us. We just got to lean a little bit deeper when life presents those cards. To see beyond the illusion. To get to the solution for change. 